to another episode of Courageous Conversations with Cherie. I'm your host, Cherie Darian. What's up, Savannah? It's so good to be back on the air yet again with another terrific guest. This one is no stranger to the WRUU family. But before we jump into that, let me jump into this and remind you, you're listening to WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. And the viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its staff, or its license holder. So great to be back. Miss Victoria Baylor. What's up, girl? Are you with me? Girl, I am with you. I always look. If, if you are riding the train, driving the train, I am on that train. I am with you. <laughs> Fabulous. I'm so delighted to have this opportunity to extend this platform to you again. Thank I'm you, delighted Anna. about our topic today. But before we do that, let me roll out the red carpet for this beautiful lady, Savannah. Miss Victoria Baylor is passionate about helping women professionals and entrepreneurs, as well as some men, brand confidently and impact relentlessly. Victoria is a certified mindset and brand brilliance coach. She is a TEDx speaker, teacher, consultant, and number one best-selling author. Her purpose of helping women remove their subconscious mental blocks to success, release their untapped potential, and market their brand brilliance intersects with her analytical, intuitive, and creative abilities from a background in research science and clothing design. She has been an image professional and business owner for 14 years. Victoria founded Baylor Brand Consulting, a full-service branding boutique that helps high-functioning women discover their brand brilliance so they can shine, S-H-I-N-E, shine, showcase their brand expertise, highlight their unique value, ignite their dynamite confidence, Never back down from fear and expect maximum compensation. Love it! (laughs) As a professional speaker to men and women, she can be found sharing her mindset and branding messages with business organizations, colleges, social groups, and charities. Her mission is to help entrepreneurs build a strong mindset an unwavering personal brand that allows them to uniquely see their value, expand their visibility, elevate their opportunities, and make a huge impact on their businesses and the world. Victoria serves on various boards 
volunteer groups, and other business organizations. Savannah, she resides in Savannah, GA, and is the wife of Jimmy and mom to a 13-year-old Miss Riley. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so how much. is Riley? How is Riley? We got to start there. How's Riley? Listen here. When when you look at your child at eye level now, and you used to look down at them, you know what it's like. It's a whole different uh -huh. experience. She's doing well, thriving in school. She's in performing arts school, making straight A's. She's just she's gonna bankrupt us. I don't know who thought we were gonna pay for her <laughs> her grades. I'm like, Lord, we don't have to take out a second mortgage. <laughs> the girl keep making good grades. Oh, well, but isn't that you. so? I mean, I know that makes you so proud. It does. You know, she went through, she's always been a good student. Sixth grade was a little bit of a bump in the road. She had to kind of like figure out a new school, but she took off. It does. And to see her enjoy taking leadership roles and stuff like that, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Well, tell her I said hello. And I thank um, Brother Jimmy for having those muscles and picking you up. <laughs> Indeed. That's an inside joke. That's an inside joke, guys. You, you don't know about that. That's right. So it happens when you have a broken hip. Um, <laughs> definitely inside joke. We're, we're mending back together. Thank God. Good. Very uh, good. Very good. <laughs> Listen, I'm so excited about Shine. If there's one thing that resonated with me, you are a dynamic woman in your own right. However, I am so excited to discuss our topic today. Why is it important for women to shine in business? And I want you to say what Shine means because I know no one else can say it like you. Well, it's as you explained uh, earlier, I love the acronym that kind of came to me. So that whole showcasing your unique um, expert or your expertise, highlighting your unique value. Um, I mean, just those two parameters there, uh, women standing up and owning their expertise. And you know, last night was the vice presidential debates and just looking at women that hold positions of power, wow. you know, that's political. I mean, it's just very important for us to be able to own our expertise. And if you look at oftentimes with women, there's the greatest struggle is not so much in competency, it's in the confidence and owning the expertise. Right. So helping women showcase that, helping them see their value, which often goes missed by them and gets seen by everyone else and oftentimes abused by everyone else. Um, and then helping them, of course, ignite their confidence. And from all that, there's the supercharge that they're not going to back down from fear. Uh, failure may happen, but the fear of that won't keep them away from exploring and trying and connecting and doing. Um, and then, of course, that last part, which is the icing and the cherry on top, expecting maximum compensation. Because I do believe mm. women will undervalue themselves. And the worst yeah. place that shows up is in their pockets. So... Uh, I really love that oh, idea because like you, being a woman that's so big of a supporter and a champion for other women, I literally do love to see women shine. So I think yeah. that's an important thing because the brilliance is there. Let's get it out. Let's polish that diamond. Let's shine because the world needs it. Yeah, that's so good. Now, the first question, not, this is not the first question, but the person, the question, excuse me, that's on my mind right now is we were just talking about Riley. Mm -hmm. You have one, one child who happens to be a, a brilliant daughter mm -hmm. and you just stayed, you love seeing women shine. Yes. And you have a daughter. So I'm curious to know at your core, what do you think is your why? Like, why is that so important to you? And you're the mom of one daughter. Are, do you have sisters and brothers as well? I have siblings, yeah. I have a sister yeah, and a brother. So I'm a middle child. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Why do you think it's so important? Has it always been like innate or innate a part of who you are, your core being? Oh, I love that you asked that question. And the reason I love that you asked that question is because that's actually what I do. And as far as what I offer as a profession, I'm a mindset and brand brilliance coach. And my job is helping people figure out what is their purpose? How do you use their areas of brilliance? So all I am is a walking example of someone that's using what to your, uh, yes. your question, what comes natural. I know my personality type. I know the gifts that God's given me. And I know that my drive is personal growth. It's something I've always been obsessed with with myself. And it's always something I've been uh, behind other people on. So putting all these elements together, I think that's how one finds themselves. And I know how challenging that can be, which is why I help with that, because oftentimes it's puzzle pieces on the table and people yeah. are looking and they're trying to figure out like, who am I? And they don't know how everything fits because they didn't get the box. When you have yeah, exactly. the box of the picture, it's easy to kind of see. So to answer your question, personal growth, I live for that. I love, I look at all of us like little plants. I mean, the, you put the proper watering, the proper nutrition, the proper sunshine, people are going to grow. But yeah. oftentimes there's so much darkness and so much things that shadow growth. And I'm one of those people like, no, 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 let's get you in the sunlight. <laughs> I like that. I like you said that you're the walking, living example of exactly what you're here to serve yes. humanity, essentially. Right. That's just my purpose. To be women. Yes. Yeah. You're very clear on that. And yes. uh, so my very first question, believe it or not, this is an excellent segue into that. You mentioned how it actually came to you, this acronym around SHINE. But I'm curious, so this is a twofold question. How did you have that epiphany about what your purpose truly is? And number two, how did it actually come to you, this, that moment? Like, was that a moment where all the stars aligned and you were like, oh, I like that. What happened? Listen here, you asked the best questions. I love you. I'm telling you, we're... <laughs> I know that God's got an amazing track for you. I'm going to be seeing you somewhere, interviewing ambassadors, all kinds of stuff. Anyway, um, great question. No, you know what is so interesting about that? And I'm very transparent. Most of the greatest things that come to us, we are sometimes, oftentimes, the most oblivious to them. And oftentimes, it's so easy to miss the depth of them because we're looking for something else. We're thinking that maybe it might not be enough. Um, to answer your question, I didn't always realize my own shine. I'll go a little bit deeper back. So why this resonates so much with me is that I obviously went, I went through a period for people to know my story, my history, my background, my previous chapter in research science and dressed uh, yeah. I didn't understand my own shine as a person. So I didn't, I was always highly accomplished, graduated, taught my class, did the things, eight years old, wanted to be a marine biologist, went for it, got the degree. Long story short, I didn't see my own shine. So I didn't see what made me unique. I didn't see my value. So with that, I lost my own, I lost context of who I was. And in losing context and identity, I lost my confidence. So God really did. He's, he is a lifter of those that are, are lost and fallen at their lowest. And I didn't know that my purpose was intertwined in that challenge. So what I did was pull myself out with the grace of God. And I realized like I had to go deeper. I had to figure out why am I doing this stuff? And I have no... I had to understand who I was as a person. And then that's how my programs became born. And I took that track. As you know, it's never an easy path. You're figuring out right. stuff, you're trying right. stuff. But by the time I made it and I realized like, I've always been coaching. I have been a coach. People would have me hemmed up at my lockers in high school asking me for advice. And I'm like, right. 
They wouldn't invite me to the parties though. I wasn't that cool, but I got, I got the advice part. I get invited to the parties now. But either way, my point is, is that um, on the trajectory of getting to where I am now as a coach and just figuring out like, okay, God, was that where I need to be? Um, that dropped in and it became a, at first I was looking and, and really promoting this idea of people's genius. And that's a word that scares people. Um, and then I started thinking it was a little bit more friendly, this palatable, and the idea of brilliance really stood out to me. And I was like, when we really get to the core of it, every person on this planet has fingerprint is uniquely brilliant. And then from that, I thought of, of course, diamond, the hardest substance on the earth, unbreakable. But what's crazy about a diamond is if you pull it out unprocessed, it actually looks like a piece of glass. It looks yeah. like it has nothing. And it really yeah. takes the cutting and the shaping and the polishing, and then you get it in its best form. You've cleared out the impurities and you have it. So it's like, what is it that a woman needs? And she needs to know what her shine is because the shine is not just for her. It's also about what radiates out that illuminates for other people. And that is the beauty of it. But if she does not know what she has, she does not know what she radiates and she does not know her ability to impact and change the world. So it came to me at first and I'll be honest, I was a little bit kind of insecure. I was like, wait, is it this it? I mean, is it something else? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. More. And then I finally realized that sometimes we try to, that's, that is a, a definite pattern in women. We have all that we need and then we're like, wait, is this substantial enough? But should I be more of this? Ooh. And then yeah. you're, we skip right over ourselves. And then I just thank God, I came right back to them. I'm like, when you get to the place where you're like, this is enough. And then you start to, instead of just looking surface, it's really about going deeper. And that's what I do yeah. with my clients. We go deep. This ain't about looking at one or two traits. We going deep. Yeah. Because most yeah. of the things that have to be discovered in life, diamonds, rubies, it's not, none of it sits on top of the earth. It has to be excavated. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a really good question. Thank you. I hope I answered that one. You did, and and I, I was like, she's probably thinking, why is she smiling so big? (laughs) She's so supportive. I'm I'm smiling from the inside out only because this is a perfect segue of shows. I had on my show yes last week the author of Diamonds in My Own Backyard. So as you kept talking, I could I'm just regurgitating that particular interview. And you were talking about being illuminated and radiating and genius versus brilliance and your uniqueness. So my question now is, <laughs> I'm having too much fun with you. <laughs> this is great. It is. Yeah. So, so I need your, your opinion, right? Your wisdom on this. So does being highly accomplished, does that equate to your uni- unique shine or can you be accomplish and still not be operating in your unique shine that is the question uh, you know to answer your question uh, um, does it make you kind of shine only if you recognize you have those factors because uh, most of the women actually I work with are high functioning women that actually have lost a sense of who they are or are missing the critical pieces there's gaps and they can't actually bridge that shine they can't connect the dots they can't see why are people coming to me and then or how do I what is my communication style how do I use that to attract clients or um, what's my next move I'm rebranding or I'm shifting or I've been doing this too long and I know I'm meant for more. Why am I? So you get those questions that bubble up. And I think those are a telltale sign that her, she really does not understand the full essence of that shine factor of who she is 
And when you put those pieces together, because diamonds are multidimensional, and I think you can help a woman see when you turn one angle to the next, you're not going to see the same thing, but it's all yeah. connected. Helping her connect those pieces that oftentimes feel so random within her is what really kind of gives her a sense of that strength where she can be that high functioning woman, be up there on that ladder, but own it and then know why she got there. The worst thing is to be in a place and then question yourself and have imposter syndrome overwhelm you and not know how you got there and not know why people are asking you. That is a tough spot. Um, so it's really about resolving that and helping her really fortify who she is and her understanding of it. Notice I'm not talking about anybody else because the greatest, I think the greatest miss in life is that everyone else can see your shine, but you such mm. a travesty. Yeah, no, you, you really just, I mean, if one word we could take away from that response is re recognizing it. Yeah. We have to recognize it, but I understand also that uh, the questioning of self, why me? Like you're doing something amazing, like unlike anyone else can do, like you're made to do that. And then yeah. you sit with the, the imposter syndrome that you mentioned earlier and, and question that gift, you know, that skill set, that talent. Why me? So, oh, wow. So I have a why question. Sure. Why, why are women uh, their greatest assets in business? Oh, well, that's really simple. Uh, you know, so obviously the point of being in business is to solve a problem. It's funny, I got mm -hmm. in business without really technically thinking about it. I just, when I started my dressmaking business, just, but it was really problem solving driven. Women couldn't right. find things that they look good in. It needed something that fit them. So I solved that problem. Uh, the thing is, is I think there's oftentimes a reliance more on the product or service that women offer, that they tend to think that that's the salvation. That like, oh, okay, I'm gonna offer this. This is what the world needs. Everybody's coming. And then realize that there's thousands of other people that do that. Yeah. It's like, wait, what else do I have? And that's the thing. Your greatest asset technically is you because it's really the elements of who you are, what are your experiences, what, it's all these dynamics, what's your uh, gifts, your abilities, your strengths. How do you take these assets now and yeah. use that into your business and leverage them so now that you are actually being able to achieve greater business uh, abilities, attracting clients, making sales, doing all that by leveraging these tools you have. And all of our tools look different. I always joke with my clients, like you have your own toolbox. And based upon what you know in that toolbox depends on what you build. So if you never really explore your toolbox and all you pull out is a wrench and a screwdriver and you have all this stuff, this wood and windows, you're not really building much. But if you take the time to explore what do I have as form of tools, you'd be surprised what comes out that bag, that box. And then the, you could, that's the difference between building a shack or building a 40-story 40 40 building. So it's so important to know what are your particular assets? What are your advantages that you have that no one else has that you can actually leverage in business to actually stand out in your market and secure and get the success you're, you're aiming for? That's so good. This financial mind of mine is thinking in terms of assets and liabilities now. Mm -hmm. So when you were talking about skills and talents and giftings, I think it's important that we recognize what our assets and liabilities are. Whatever doesn't bring you income is a liability, you know, but obviously assets does from a financial standpoint. I'm curious to know how you view assets and liabilities from what we bring to the table. Well, as a mindset and brand, <laughs> brand coach, I 
I kind of have a, a very interesting view on that. So your assets or anything, I love this because I just got off, the, I had a few clients today already. And uh, one prior to this interview, we were looking at some of her personality types, like some of the strengths she had. And we talked about some of her strengths and how in excess they can become weaknesses and issues. And that's liability. Right. So right. we were talking about from a strength perspective or all the, any kind of tools you have, Anything that adds to what you can contribute and gives, gives a great ROI is something that you need to hold on to. Um, I like to think of it in terms of not the sidestep. I think of my clients in terms of, uh, I always talk about energy management. So if it's not adding to your energy so that you can do more and be yes, more, it's detracting yes. from it. And mm -hmm. I say that in a sense of activities your capabilities. If I can go outside and lift my car with my two hands and don't sweat, am I going to have trouble attracting attention? I think everybody in my neighborhood is going to come out. Yes. Going to come. There's going to be a helicopter. So we oftentimes forget the assets, but the assets are the things that allow us to do the work we do easier. And when you right. can do it easier, you save on energy. When you save on energy, you're increasing your ROI. So then you're completely looking at your assets from that standpoint. And then your liabilities are anything that pulls away from you. Trying to do things you're not really skilled at, being stuck in positions that you don't really fulfill. Um, so it really is about understanding yourself and what you're capable of and knowing that where your boundaries are. Because as long as you stay within your lane, you're running a race, you stay in your lane, you run fast, and you're using what you have, you shouldn't have any issues with things detracting from you. But the moment you get distracted, you try to do something, you try to run in someone else's lane, you try to do all this stuff, it's going to be problematic. So I'm going to read a quote by Victoria Baylor that says, increase your ROI by doing more of what you are capable of doing with ease. <laughs> oh, I listen here. I like that quote. That might turn to a back tattoo. <laughs> I can show it off. I mean, it's funny because, you know, the people say, I mean, I don't think the, the formula for success is actually hard. It's actually a very logical approach. It's really about, if you think about it, it takes energy to get work done. So energy is one yeah. of the great assets. So what energizes you? I'd always love to talk to my clients about that. And I, I use in my coaching what I call a holistic approach. So we're not just looking at, oh, the branding side, do this. We're looking at how are you thinking? What's your mindset? Are you in alignment? Are you fighting your gifts? Uh, what's oh. blocking you from seeing them? Half the time, it's about removing the blocks so that you can see you have the assets in the first place. And then you start looking through that toolbox and you're like, oh my, I had all this? And it's like, yes, girlfriend, you could have been building long time ago, but you wow. didn't realize this was here. And then they're like, let's build together. And then we look at their, their, uh, oh. what call their impact and monetization strategy. Most women can do not just one thing. She can do two, three, or four things and do them in a way that is energetically pleasing, is in alignment, it doesn't stress her out, and then it increases her ability to impact and, and gain income. Right. So it's really about being clear on you, like laser focus. I always joke with my clients, I was like, if it's not speaking, teaching, coaching, good luck. I will not be doing it because those are the areas I excel at. Hands down, it's like, I mean, the energy that comes from doing the things that you love is always self-fulfilling. So if you're not getting tired, you're not getting worn down, what do you think you're accomplishing? So there's so many different factors that go into play when we talk about really understanding who we are and understanding, being able to take that, that platform and being able to shine 
you can't really step out there if you don't know your value, your, your expertise. All of those things come from really knowing yourself. That's really good. So question here, you mentioned fighting your gifts. How does one do that? What's an example of fighting your gifts? You know, it could be something else. It's a very, very good question. It could be something simple. So I'll put it in this perspective. Most of our thinking actually is subconscious. So I won't say it's always intentional. You know, if I ask someone, ask my clients, you have two minds. You have your conscious thinking. That's what you're aware of. You and I are consciously having this conversation. Right. Then there's a part of your mind that's subconscious. That's the stuff that kind of goes on in the background. The downside to your subconscious mind, the good side is that it regulates things. So you think about like your heartbeat. Your brain is not telling you, trade your heartbeat. Trade your heartbeat. Right. That would drive you crazy. So it's regulating stuff, but it also regulates and it houses other thoughts. And these could be thoughts that you have picked up throughout the years. And your brain does not discriminate. God bless it. It doesn't say, oh, this is the nice one. We should plant this here and just grow a whole, you know, field of them. It pulls in the negative, the positive. It doesn't discriminate. So you could have an off moment one day and someone says, hey, you're never going to be nothing. Like, I mean, you're just, and you're just like at the bottom of it. You're tired. Yeah. You're sidetracked. Somewhere sometimes in your subconscious brain, you're going to adopt that and you're going to store it. And then without even thinking about it, you're going to go and take on a task hey, I want to go and I want to approach her. I think she's great. I want to connect with her. And the part of that pops up in you. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to amount to nothing. Why even take the time? And inadvertently, you start to agree. So consciously, you're like, oh, okay, well. And then you just dismiss it. So oftentimes, yeah. we fight ourselves without even knowing it because it's an internal battle that happens subconsciously. Only 5% of your thinking is conscious. 95% of your thinking is subconscious conscious which means that oh my god it makes you oh. want to lift that hood up and be like what is back yes, <laughs> like, what, exactly. what is regulating because thoughts determine actions yes it does so with actually i think that's why reflection is so key and getting to know you how you're wired how yeah. you operate what as barring from something you taught me i don't know how long ago what drains your battery Yes. I love that. Yeah. I still talk about that to this day. I think I'm going to just do a training on it. I am obsessed with people as batteries because I think if we took more of that holistic view and we realized like this whole idea that we're, I don't know, that we're, it's like a debt in America. I think you know, yeah. of course, an expert. Yeah. I mean, what is this just keep swiping the card? You didn't even check the balance. Just keep swiping. <laughs> yeah. Why do we do that with our energy? Just keep swiping away. Do you need this? Oh, that's so good. I mean, you know, people call. I'm already up to my hill. I'm negative 10 in battery juice. And it's like, yeah, I'm coming. You don't have anything. Mm. And the beauty of it, though, is it's when I work with my clients through it, it's about control because technically your battery levels are levels you have the power to regulate. Absolutely. Recognize where they're at, where you're at. And you have to understand yourself enough, enough to know what charges me, what drains my battery. Negativity, things like that, situations you may walk into, you can go from 100% down to 12 in three mm -hmm. seconds flat. That's like, right. How do you, yeah, so no, and a lot of that is really predicated on knowing yourself. Some people are more sensitive than others. Some people don't know how to, they're not, they're conflict averse. So the minute you raise your voice, yeah. they're it's so important to know you so you can regulate you because we can't regulate the world. I love this quote I heard. I think um, it wasn't TDJ. If someone said it, it's like a popular quote. It says, 
Um, ships are made for stormy waters, essentially, but the ship is never in trouble until water gets on the inside of the ship. Yeah. That's when it's a problem. And there's so many women walking around with water on the inside of their ships. Mm-hmm. And they just cannot get to where they're struggling to get to where they need to get to in business. They've launched their business. They're trying, they're trying to get low, you know, from a financial standpoint. And I know yeah. your angle, you guys and what you're building is amazing that people need to know what it is that they need. They need to come kind of complete. So it makes your job easy. Right, so they right. that they're building something. And oftentimes it's just that incompletion. They really don't yeah. really step yeah. into the expertise or what it is or what their value is. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. Know you so you can regulate you. People yeah. are like batteries. I, I like that a lot. Um, but you said, and I agreed, absolutely, it's encumbered upon us to know where we are. You know, how much energy do we have left? It's like we run off of uh, fumes <laughs> to go from, ga- from battery to gas. And, and in fact, I wanted to share briefly that I recently had an experience just like that. It, and I had to recognize and say no. And when I said no, I knew when I said no, I was going to get some pushback. But I mm-hmm. had to make a choice. I had to make a choice in that moment, of which I did. But I was literally about to run out of gas. Like mm-hmm. My battery was about to be dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. And it was like, wait a minute. What am I doing? First of all, why am I doing this? Why did I say yes? Going back mm-hmm. to the um, concept of capacity. Like I didn't have anything more to give. I was overextended. So why am I saying yes to this? Mm. So I had to own it. But they say, put on your big girl's panties and say, okay, I can't do this. And I did. But, you know, it's okay. It's really okay. Guess what? We have zoomed through the first half of this episode. Oh. So we're going to take a quick break, Savannah. We're going to shine a little bit more, Savannah, when we come right back. How many times have you heard WRUU's corporate underwriting message? If you remember it, then your potential customers remember your message as well. We are offering this space to connect corporate and institutional partners with our loyal and active listeners. Underwriting on WRUU is short, so listeners don't tune out. It's exclusive, so your message won't be lost in advertising clutter. And it supports Savannah's only community radio station. For a marketing package to increase your reach beyond traditional media, email underwriting at WRUU.org. Georgia voters will determine the future of the United States Senate with a runoff election on January 5, 2021 for both U.S. Senators from Georgia. The voter registration deadline for the January runoff is December 7, 2020. So if you're not already registered to vote in Georgia, now's the time to register to vote so you can vote in January. Then you need to vote in January. Registration and voting are both easy to do and are critical to preserving our democracy. The fate of the nation is in your hands. So vote on January 5th, 2021. And we're back. You're listening to another episode of Courageous Conversations with Sheree. I'm your girl, Sheree Darian, and we are on with Victoria Baylor. And we are speaking about the importance of women shining in their business. Victoria, you're still there with me? Yes, ma'am. I'm here. Fabulous. You know, off the air, we were talking about self-preservation. Why don't you unpack that for us a little bit and then empower some women so that they shine even brighter when they know 
they are armed with the tools to think forward, futuristic. Well, yeah, we were chiming in to talk about the word no. And uh, I mean, oftentimes it gets kind of a bad rap as a negative thing. When someone says no, that they're trying to limit or, you know, crimp, put a crimp in your plans. But no is actually one of the greatest tools, I think, for any woman. I actually respect when women tell me no. I like it. And I actually tell them thank you. Because I yeah. think it's so important to honor one's capacity. And no is a way of being able to do that. But for so many women that because we're caretakers and nurturers by nature, and we always want to make sure everything's and everybody's good, we feel like that that is a curse word in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, but when we think, think about in preservation, it, no is actually the word that's going to help sustain you. It's going to help make sure you have the energy and everything you need today to get today's work done. And it's also going to help you keep in line and check for future goals. Because I love what Warren Buffett said. It always stuck with me. Warren Buffett said it. And if you look at the very successful people, they are very streamlined and focused. They don't, they don't, they don't, they have like two or three things they focus on and they become experts at that. And if you think about with that shine factor, you're showcasing your expertise. You yes. don't want to be mediocre. You want to be top of the game, top of the line. And I love what he said. He said, I want you to think of 25 things you want to do with your life. Make that list. And then I want you to go back and mark out all but five. Uh-huh. Because he said what, what most people or truly successful people know is that you cannot have your focus in everything and be super successful. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to say no. But the no today will open the door to the yeses tomorrow. Absolutely. And that is that the beauty. So if we can get women to focus on that. And I think oftentimes because those dreams aren't locked in, the future isn't there. She doesn't have a good concept. She doesn't have that vision board. And I'm sure you and I have always chatted about that. Yeah. What about was on each other's vision board. When you don't have that, then you don't have a reason to drive the yes. next. Yes. And it's important to not live in today because if you live in today and wear yourself out today, there's going to be nothing left for you tomorrow. That's right. That's right. That's so true. And it's so important. I love that. I think our women are getting so empowered today and inspired to truly... I mean, if you truly want to be that, excuse me, a successful person, get focused, get streamlined, yeah. you know, yeah. and say no. No is a complete sentence. One of the best books I'd like to make a recommendation. I know it changed my life. And I've always been a natural knower. So <laughs> no, really, I have no problem with boundaries. But, you know, there's, you have a family member to get on your skin. God bless. There's always yes. that person that plays with your boundaries. Um, so the book Boundaries, I wholeheartedly recommend. I think it's by Dr. Henry Cloud. It will help you. Because as I said in the interview uh, of last week, it makes no sense to be mowing someone else's lawn in their house. They got in their nice picket fence. You're over there painting their shutters. You're doing everything. And when we look at your yard, it's decrepit. Fence falling <laughs> down. Weeds overgrown. But you out there mowing someone else's. It's like, come on. You know, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it absolutely. seems ludicrous when you think of it that way, but in real life, that's oftentimes what happens. She don't wore yeah. her stuff out for everybody else, and their stuff is good, and then she's all messed up. You can't shine well, in yeah. business like that. Yeah, boundaries, I'm thinking about that word. That's so good. Um, but I'm also thinking about worth. It comes to mind, uh -huh. too. Recognizing yeah, our own worth. And yes. so that's going to set us up for our, my next question. Why do women fail to see their differentiators? Um, 
mainly so what's in, so that's a twofold kind of answer i think because sometimes the shiny attracts us because it's so much mm-hmm. easier to see the gifts in other people and when you see the gifts in other people and you see especially when they're using what what we fail to realize is context when you catch the right person using the gift in the right scenario that's a brilliant situation mm-hmm. you can take that same person and put them in another scenario they're gonna be okay. horrible yes yes <laughs> Right, right. It's but, not appropriate. Doesn't fit. Yeah. Yeah, but does does the brain think that? No. The brain sees, oh, that person's achieving, and then the brain starts to think, well, I'm not achieving. But it really goes back to what Einstein said. Einstein said that you, if you took a fish and uh, judge its ability to climb a tree, it would spend its entire life thinking it is an idiot. It's dumb. I'm paraphrasing. Right. But the fish is obviously out of the in the wrong environment. If you put it in the right, right environment, and that's the thing with right. differentiator. Yeah, and most time women are using their gifts so easily, they just don't notice. Um, And there really is a blind spot. It's actually in psychology. It's called the Jahari window. When you look at people, it's like a window, window frame. There's four parts. There's a part to a person that's known. So like we know you, okay? Mm -hmm. That's the part we know. There's a part of you that's hidden. You don't want nobody to know that. It's Mm -hmm. hidden away. There's also two other parts that are very intriguing. There's a blind spot to you. There's a part mm-hmm. of you that you don't see that other mm-hmm. people do. Right. And that's also positive and negative. Most people would be like, well, that's the person that has the attitude and she didn't know she had attitude, but everybody in the office seen it. But there's the positive side to that because that's why I always ask people to ask others what their gifts are. Right. Because it's a blind spot where you don't see it. And then the last window is the part that's hidden from you and people. If you think about trauma victims, they start acting out. They might not know why and everybody else don't know why. That's a hidden part there too. But that blind spot part answers why women don't see differentiators because oftentimes, again, we're attracted by the shiny in other people. What we do is so easy to ourselves that we don't attribute it as a gift. If I solve your problem, and it takes me two seconds, that doesn't mean I don't deserve to get paid. That's a problem. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I, just, I just could solve it really well. Um, and we, it, there's just this whole discounting that because it comes easy, is that a gift? And then we just assume everybody can do whatever. And I love unpacking with clients because I sit down and I tell them, I said, you have to understand what makes you a different, what makes, what differentiates you is the combination of your gifts. We tend to see one thing and that's it. No, no, no. God mm-hmm. packs very well. It mm-hmm. it could be the for some of my clients the sound of your voice and the the shape of even your your uh, your stature, your presence. You might have a very per- a personable personality, and it, what it does is allow you to connect well with people in groups. You have authority, but you then you also care for them. You have a very altruistic personality. So when you start looking at all these pieces and you put them together, that's when you get a good framework of who a person is. So no wonder she can't see herself as different. She's only looking through the lens of like one thing. And then she has all these blind spots <laughs> that she can't see her strengths. That's why it's so confusing. And that's why I love to work one-on-one with clients. And I have a coaching program and I do all that unpacking because when we lay it out, they're like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even know I had all this. And it's like, yep. And this is what you can do with it. And at that time they can monetize, they can go and, and take a step up in their success. They can approach people, engage, create connections, relationships, establish new businesses, all from that one person. 
it's funny, I worked with a politician as a female one time and it was amazing. We had a few sessions together and she came in and she said, um, you know, I'm just a, you know, a husband, military wife. I don't really have anything. Uh, all the people running against me are Ivy Leaguers. Uh, I don't have their, their, their intellect, their degrees, all of that stuff. Boy, by the time we got to working together, she, we, we realized she had access that probably none of them had. Her ability to connect wow. with people, her authority, her altruism, the fact that she cared. She went and ran against the people and, run, and, and won her seat. Wow. And it was the same woman that came in and said, well, I don't have, I'm not sure. Because again, a diamond is a diamond. Yeah. You just needed some polishing. I, I tell, I'm real quick now. I tell them, I say, I don't make diamonds now. It's God's job. I don't get up in that. But yeah. <laughs> but the polish though, she just had to see what she had. And she wow. took, it's funny, she joked with me. She said, remember she had to do her first interview. She said, I heard your voice in my head, Victoria. I grabbed that mic. <laughs> I said, I'm going to do this. And the real her came out. And it's been holding her place of authority since. And as we see in boardrooms and high positions, oftentimes they're not held by women. And we do know we live in a world where there's a lot of misogyny, there's other issues, but we also know that it's oftentimes the internal conflict of a woman yeah. that keeps yeah. her from stepping out in that kind of confidence and owning her space. And it is time for us to do that as long Girl. as we you just you just dropped so many bombs like golden nuggets in here. I don't know where to begin, honestly. Uh, so I'm going to just jump in here. You, I think you made mention of Kamala Harris a little while ago and how women are taking the platform and shining. I think she did a great job on behalf of all women, whether you are party to Democrats or not. I mean, she's a woman. So just as a girl, girl power, salute yeah. Her, you know, but you were also talking about right alignment and pivoting. And then I was thinking about likes versus dislikes, because we are really highlighting the things that glimmer and glow, right? That shine. Mm -hmm. Thinking in our environment that we're in right now with the contention that is going on in society at large. Yeah. And even in a debate, I don't even know, this is not a political conversation, but just as a, an example even in the debates that are taking place right now, I think it's a learning opportunity. You started this at the beginning of this. You're like, you love lessons. There's always a lesson in, it, in everything. And sure. I believe there's a lesson that's trying to unfold right now for all of us that we don't cherry pick all the shiny objects, mm. that we, we embrace the difficulty, the uncomfortable, you know, Mm. all of that too and de instead of rejecting it and resisting it how do we embrace that and actually listen and no, cultivate yeah no that's a um that's a really good question i hope i answer it in context with what you're saying the first thing that popped up in my mind in regards to that was i thought of failures because i mm -hmm. find that that's oftentimes where that that um that conflict really starts to germinate with women and we tend to stop and the yeah. failure itself is where you can gain so much growth. And and me, listen here, becoming a, I'm definitely a recovering perfectionist. God knows <laughs> so that is part of my personality complex. We've had to work on that. But the idea of really reformat, I guess, reformatting the way we see failure, because uh, there's a lot of likes, dislike. Do we not like the situation? No. Was it painful? Yes. 
but it's really about kind of pushing past that, being able to process, get the gems out of it. Like we talked about, there's always a lesson and then to move beyond that. Um, and I think for women, oftentimes it's a, if we, we tend to stay sometimes in the land of the likes, you know, where things are just kind of comfortable, where people are, you know, speaking to us nicely, where we're getting, and we really have to make our voice heard. You have to be a little bit more in authority, own our authority, and to really um, push past those limits and actually probably look for those places where it might not be the nicest, it might be a little nitty gritty, but go into the uncharted territories because I think yeah, those yeah. are the places we've been kept out of for so long. But and, and it's like who wants to go there? You know, it's, those failures are certainly an opportunity for growth. I'm curious to know in those moments of discomfort or a dis-ease, when you're uneasy about something, what do you do? What are some of your techniques personally? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I was failure averse for so many years. I think that's what really kind of had me jacked up because for me, everything, and I say it came easy. School, I mean, cool and stuff like that came easy. So I, I always thought there was a formula. I think that's one of the biggest problems <laughs> with the way women are taught. And it is, you be a nice girl, you marry yes. a nice guy, you go, you know, it doesn't school. work when you do all that. And then it doesn't work. Oh my what? God. It makes we you, it makes you, uh, how was I? Because by the time I, when I got out of school, and I shared on the end of this, and my husband jokes, and I'm like, I've even found myself kind of resentful. I was like, I mean, I went to school and made straight A's, but it's no big deal. I was resentful in the fact that no one taught the other side. See? School, That's so good. School only caters to those that are verbally and mathematically intelligent. There are nine types of intelligence. And I was, I found myself being angry because I am a proponent and supporter of personal development. I found myself being angry because to, for the person that judged himself based on that failure, because they didn't want to sit and write the text paper and they did, me, I'm a bookworm, just how I am. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But for the person that didn't, they were actually trying to hint at their signs of intelligence. Most of the millionaires, the Bill Gates, the Warren, not Warren Buffett, but Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, I mean, they dropped out of school. Right. I, mean, I know. So, and being somebody myself that unpacks personality types and looks in for the complexities, it's like people are screaming out and they want, you know, how do you process, I'm going to get back to your question, but I think that, <laughs> that made me upset because I realized that this formula doesn't work, that we need to figure out how people are wired. We need to help them understand themselves because that's how you go into dark places with a shine. Because you know that because you're fortified as a diamond, I might hit my head, but I'm not going to break. I'm a diamond. So for me, dealing with it now, being the person I am, being the fact that I do this, I find myself pushing those glass ceilings. And I find myself, I always had this question. So to answer your question, and maybe I'll do it this way. Growing up, my drive was internal. So to give you a little bit of view of myself, my parents, I, I didn't even realize I came from a humble background. My mom was a homemaker. <laughs> my dad was yeah. military. Like, I didn't know. They we yeah. always felt like we were, and I think I probably was the first person to go to college. I think so. And then my dad ran after me. He was like, you know, I'll give you a run for the money and then other people. But my point is that my drive was me. And I always was driven by one question. What if, what if I do this? If I push and give my all, what if it's going to be great? And that's what drove me to get up at 4 a.m. and study. It was always this drive to know me. My point is at some point that question got tainted when I lost sight of myself. That what if became, what if I fail? What if I say something stupid? What if I raise my hand in there? And it, became, it turned against me. And it wasn't until I got back reacquainted and I learned who I was that I reclaimed my what if. I wrote a chapter of that in, in my, my compliment. Um, 
the book I did uh, with other women. But my point is the way I deal with it now, my strategy with dealing with failure issue is there's this drive to just push. I'm not yeah. married to the outcome, but I have one opportunity on earth. I'm not going to be here that long. What, what if I'm back to my, what, what if I do wow. it? What if I write that email? Yeah. <laughs> what if yeah. I do this? And then knowing that I will, even if I fall, I'm a diamond. I'm not going to break. And I want every other woman to know that. And I want her to be so fortified in who God made her to be that she knows that even if I push for it, I'm not going to break. And it's not going to break me. I'm not going to lose my confidence over this. I'm not going to lose I'm, who I am. Oh, please go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So sorry. I'm just thinking, though, because you've said repeatedly, um, I'm not going to break. My question is, what if we break? Does that make us less of a, a diamond? That's a very good question. I consider the break part is what kind of makes the diamond. So remember I talked about the diamond starts off as glass. It looks like glass. Yeah, the yeah. breaking is necessary to form you. So I look at In those elements. So the, the breaking takes place before you become. Yeah. And then even throughout, you can still shape a diamond. Maybe mm -hmm. you want to change a little bit of a cut here. But knowing that to the core, you are who you are and that's solid. So Got that it. no matter what happened. And I love that. That's a good question because I, falling apart is not a bad thing. I always like to joke now that I love the, someone said, you know, you always ask the question, in, uh, is, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't give it more uh -huh. than five minutes. And look, I will have a pity party and I don't have a problem inviting people. I'll be like, hey, it sucks, I'm the worst person. But I can tell you, I'm like, Victoria, you got five minutes, sister. You better get it together. Get and maybe, it. maybe it might take a week, but you realize that I'm not going to fall apart. I will fall apart. It's going to be short. We're going to get this together. I'm going to let it all out, but I'm going to gather myself because in the end, I have to realize this is who I am. This is who I'm purposed to be. This is not going to break my purpose. Right. You know, so. Wow. Just a couple of more questions. We have about 10 more minutes to go today. You're doing Super. fabulous. This one is how does going through the process of unpacking herself and getting clear on who she is and what she wants allows her to authentically connect with herself as well as find her unique place in business. That was long. Do you need me to read it again or you got it? No, no, <laughs> no, I think, I think I got it. I love, so how does uh, the unpacking part? Well, I think um, it's like anything. What you don't unpack remains a mystery. Mm, that's that good. Yeah. So you have women and such as myself, you know, when you're using it, 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 it's so the trick about most women is that when you're using your skill sets and then you confuse your talent and ability as the role. So you start, look, that was my TEDx talk. You are who you are, not what you do. We tend to get confused and think that the work we're doing is what makes us special. And it's like, right. whoa, whoa, it's actually what's in the suitcase that you take with you everywhere. It's like, like think of you have a little bag you're born with. It's all your gifts and your abilities. It is your toolbox. But when you don't unpack that, you don't know what's in there. And then there's, you're using them oftentimes, but you tend to attribute, you, there's a misdirected attribute of uh, giftedness. And what I think is so important for a woman is to really unpack and understand that that comes out, the that the source of her innate abilities and everything comes out of her. And that when she applies them to a role or to a title or to a job, that is where the magic happens. Mm. And I think when a woman knows that and she understands herself from that angle, that's when confidence is built. 
And uh, because the definition, Merriam-Webster, you can look it up, for competence really is, it's the self-assuredness of one's abilities and qualities. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I love so that. So your, your confidence yeah, when you know what it is, that's what generates confidence. And so you can you develop a false sense of confidence? Heck yeah. Absolutely. A lot of people are walking on inflated confidence. But anything inflated is bound to pop. So you yes. got to watch out for that. Um, and so to, the point is, really, the authentically unpacking herself helps her know her for her. And then you can start talking about what are my boundaries. And then you can start talking about this is what I'm good at. And what I'm good, not good at, I'm not burdened by that. I am yeah. not upset that there is a billion things I cannot do. I tell you people, in the, I was looking at my kitchen. I made a mistake. My family left one weekend. I thought I was going to paint the kitchen by myself. Mm, don't. Put, maybe put the brush down. I mean, I can't even paint my fingernails straight half the time. You think <laughs> that sometimes just, we women tend to think we can do everything. And I can, you know, listen, right. I can sew now. I can sew a, a gown that'll make your eyeballs. But there's stuff I can't do. So yeah. we tend to think that, oh my gosh, I can't do that. It makes me less than. There is a certain amount of peace. That's what I love coaching. And I'm all about that holistic. When you yeah. get clear on you, oh my God, it's peaceful. Because it you like, I'm the only person running in this lane. All this time I thought there was like competition. No, it's just me. And yes. then I'm running at a pace I feel comfortable with. Yes. And then the wind's blowing through my hair and I'm yeah. smiling and I'm not exhausted. Yeah. And when yeah. you can get that back to a woman she has found herself she has found her peace she has found her place and when she has to talk and articulate to other people they can feel so much more of who she really is and it doesn't mean it didn't come with pain because sometimes yeah. pain is the greatest yeah. thing listen yeah. i am who i am it wasn't because of the good time it's actually the traumas and the pain right <laughs> that, that I- was my point that's that's exactly why i thought we as a collective, could be missing a very important opportunity right now with so much divisiveness because everybody wants to be like left side, right side. It's not, like, what are we missing here? I think it's a perfect opportunity. Who's looking for that silver lining in all of this? You know, I think that's phenomenal. Yeah. And I think being I, able to unpack, recognize, that's where emotional intelligence comes in. It's the pain, actually, because a lot of the divisiveness yeah. issues, the root of it is pain, it's pain and frustration. Yeah, and yeah. Um, instead of telling people what they need, it's being able to have, and so, you know, you have to have a certain amount of security to listen to someone's pain. I was going to say that. I was going to I mean, say I that. I shouldn't yeah. have to get riled up when you're telling mm-hmm. me where you're coming from. Yeah. I should be and have enough of that wisdom and that emotional intelligence to be like, give her space. Yeah. Even if I don't agree, give her space. Validate. Right. Half the right. time you can diffuse just from validating. Yeah, just, absolutely. Man, I understand where you're at and I understand why you may feel that way. Right. Right. Cool. So you said that uh, what you don't unpack remains a mystery. I'm curious to know if you agree or think that there's more to us that we haven't yet discovered. Oh, that's my favorite. If I say yes, I mean with <laughs> I mean, all of us. Oh, no, that's my favorite question, because I would hope so. I like to look at human abilities the way that they say the brain works. They said the capacity, we've only technically tapped into about 10% of our brain capacity, just 10%. So what excites me about that is that, ooh, there's 90%, which means there's more. And when you start thinking in terms of, that's why I'm a mindset coach, so people think it's not just about the branding. Believe it or not, I actually love the inner work. Um, yeah. And the branding is the icing on the cake because the branding becomes easy when you do the inner work. 
it's just about what do you say? How do you say it? How do you come off? Um, but in the realm of NLP, neuro linguistic programming, I mean, they already mm -hmm. talk about the plasticity of the mind, the way that you can move and change. And I mean, you can go from a place of complete self-doubt to a place of the highest empowerment. And I love looking at you because you've always been a self-empowered person. Like you look beyond, you're like, there's- I haven't always been. I have done the work. There, there you go. And what was really cool is I, I came in on the side where I see all this and, I, and that's the thing about it. And I, and, I, and I love that you said that because I always honor, because I hate when people see one side because that drives me crazy yeah. about me. I'm like, where yeah. were you when I was in the ditch? Oh my God. <laughs> on the side of the road didn't know my name okay. you there. i had a client that told me it was so sweet um he hired he's a politician and he hired me on a second term and he's in my full program and i it's just great working together has been awesome and he was like tori where have you where, where were you 10 years ago and i was like sir you i don't think you would have wanted me where i was because <laughs> we, we were still going through the process Right, right, right. Oh my God, yes. Oh my goodness. So that, that's real. Right, we, real. <laughs> we have like three minutes left. Before I ask this last question, um, I want you to give your contact information. How do people, I mean, you, you have downloaded so many good things today. And I know people are like on the edge of their seat. <laughs> like, Sheree, would you please just ask her, how do I get in contact with her? What's your oh. contact information? Yes, yes, yes. It's really easy. You can find me at victoriabaylor.com. That's Victoria, like B-I-C-T-O-R-I-A. Baylor, like Baylor University. That's B as in boy, A-Y-L-O-R.com. Uh, to email me directory, directly, it's victoria at victoriabaylor.com. Uh, you can find me under all social media handles, under Victoria Baylor, Twitter. I think I'm Victoria D, as in Denise Baylor. Um, but yes, I'm out there. Please Google. I am approachable and fun. Reach out. I offer consultations for those that are struggling. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. See how I can support you. That's really good. Thank you so much for that. And then finally, for those that may have never had a coach, why should women in business work with a personal branding coach? Well, it's, it's just like in sports you know, there's always someone that can see your greater potential before you can. You know, the LeBron James, the Michael Jordans, none of them made it there by themselves. Business is the same way. It's a different kind of animal. It's a different kind of sport. And for the same reason why, if I asked you, Sheree, what's on the back? What's on your back, your physical back? You can't look back there. You don't have the capacity to turn and see behind you. Kind of right. goes back to the blind spots we talked about earlier. So right. it's so right. important for a woman she doesn't have to prove anything to feel like she has to get it on her own. She doesn't have to feel less than or insecure for looking for the help. This is why knowing yourself and being at a place of vulnerability is so important to say, hey, maybe I am missing some stuff. Maybe I'm making this business thing so much harder than it needs to be. Maybe I'm not really tapping into all my gifts. And I know there's a lot of coaches out there. So that's a real challenge for people. Um, I can't speak or attest to them. I can attest to my abilities. I'm overqualified. My clients will attest that because I am working in the realm that is my superpower. Um, but you want to connect with someone that is really good at getting you to where you need to get to they can see past the challenges you're facing they can see the mindset blocks um and they can really put you really help you achieve the highest level that you want to perform at and and really help you see yourself and i think that's the epitome of a coach a coach comes alongside you and work with you to bring out the best in you so um if you're ent entertaining someone at this moment or you're looking i would love to talk so um 
but all women. And it's funny because uh, lastly, I heard Oprah talking to, I think it was, uh, forget Nicole, I forgot her last name, but they were going back and forth. And Nicole said, uh, Oprah, how many coaches? Well, she said, Oprah, I have three coaches. And she was kind of like gloating. And then Oprah said to her, she's like, I have five coaches. And I promise you, I would not trust a coach that doesn't have a coach. I have a couple wow. of coaches yeah. and a mentor because it's always about going higher. And we know that you can't get over a brick wall just by scaling the wall. You need somebody to give you a boost, can help you get yeah. to that next that next uh, level. Absolutely. So important. So you said something about seeing the challenges that you are facing. Would it be helpful for anyone that may be contemplating uh, getting a coach or work, even working with you that they can just kind of go inside and acknowledge, like you, we were talking about a list earlier, I think, where they can go ahead and start really looking at the areas that they want to improve themselves. Like I know yeah. areas I want to improve. No, and that's great. And that shows your, um, what they call is introspection. And that's its own type of intelligence, being able to process your own inner thinkings. And for some people, that's not, that's a bit of a challenge. And I think it really starts with looking at answering two questions. First one is, what do you want? And then so thinking about that, what is it that you really want to achieve? And then like, what's really kind of keeping you from getting there? Because last time I checked, none of us are incarcerated. We don't have chains on us, but right. we all know the greatest prison is the mind. So even with that, someone might say, well, I don't have the resources or I don't have this and I don't have that. A lot of times those are mental blocks. What if there's another way to get beyond that? What if we look at what you do have? And right. then see about getting there. And what if what you're thinking you want in the first place is actually misguided once we start looking at what tools you have to work with? What if you actually go higher? So it really starts, I think, with that curiosity and that realization is that I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. I want to be greater in my success. I'm not content with being mediocre. I need help. And I think the greatest thing we can ever ask is the whole idea and the whole question of I need help doesn't make you weak. it actually makes you strong every time you take a book off a shelf it's funny because i was in a room with about 300 plus books i read all the time i don't think we realize what we're saying when you pick something up even if you look at audio, listen to audiobook you're technically saying i need something yeah and i'm gonna go to this to get it i'm in constant need <laughs> so i'm always you know, I, I, yes no i totally agree i say that often whenever i find myself in struggle or conflict or or just I'm not clear if there's confusion about something, then it's likely something I don't know. And so what do you do? Mm. You seek that out. You actually mm. seek that out. That's where my level of frustration comes when I don't know something. And I have to hit that reset button and say, okay, why am I spazzing out? Why am I uh, anxious about whatever? There's something I don't know and I need to find that. So then of course you go, you know, digging. <laughs> well, see, and then that says a lot oh, about your personality. Well, that says a lot about your personality type because you are driven like that. And I know that there are a lot of women that actually get so stuck. They don't even know they have that capacity to do that. And that's what makes you the type of leader in helping other women. That's why there's people like us. That, like my job is personal development. Right. Because I know women can't go there for themselves. They yeah. need someone yeah. to swim out to the deep. So I think even just saying this, and I applaud you and your efforts because this is your great way of getting that information to people in all forms of what they need to help yeah, struggle. Yeah. This is my gift to the world, quite honestly. Courageous conversation is just that, a gift, a gift to all those that will actually listen. And you have been that today for us. You have been a gift. Ms. Victoria Baylor, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Courageous Conversation with Sheree. Savannah, take advantage of this gift 
this jewel, this shining diamond that's in your own backyard, to borrow from last week's guest. It's been a pleasure. We will see you next week. Bye.